I think everyone needs a coach. I mean, mentorship and guidance have been incredibly crucial in our development as a company. So I thought I'd introduce you to some amazing coaches as part of this special series of Meet My Business. So on today's episode of Meet My Business, the special coaching edition, I'm very excited to introduce you to Jared Schippel from EQ Consulting and Coaching. Uh, Jared, thanks so much for taking the time to chat today. Thanks so much for having me. Awesome. So we're going to be talking a bit about how you're developing a platform that I think will genuinely revolutionize the way businesses view coaching um, and ultimately democratize coaching for everyone, which I think is really going to be super impactful. But before we get there, I'd love to just chat a little bit about you. So Jared, can you tell us a little bit about you know who you are and what you do? Okay, great. Thanks. Um, so I've spent the, the best part of 20 years um, in the personal development, learning and development space, um, including coaching, mentoring. Um, I have been working with uh, businesses ranging from very small businesses, startups, all the way through to, to corporate blue chips, whether that be um, on the, the, the full formal training side or the coaching and the mentoring side within the, those businesses. Um, I've uh, had several different businesses um, along the way. Um, some of my, uh, my, my current trajectory has been directed by coaching small businesses of varying types, kinds, and uh, let's call it bank balances as well. <laughs> um, but um, it, it kind of led me to, to where I was now with uh, businesses and the struggles that they actually are um, experiencing, um, both from the economy and from just the general nature of business. And, um, and then looking at the people within those organizations who often aren't uh, able to, to receive personal development uh, solutions of any kind, whether it's coaching, mentoring, et cetera, unless it's internally based. Why did you get into coaching initially? So originally I was planning on becoming a psychologist. Um, and I was geared towards becoming a psychologist. And I, I became, and because my, my preference was on the neuroscience side, uh, I was working with people who I couldn't help. And, um, and my, my core ethos is, making people's lives better from the time that I interact with them, there has to be some kind of progress. And um, I, I found myself becoming quite deflated, possibly even depressed, that I wasn't able to make the difference in a person's life. And that, that I'm not just talking about their, their psychological state. It, you know, how could I improve on that? So when I, when I finished my, my studies, um, I started a business that was a combination of consulting, coaching, and uh, and training, um, and working um, primarily uh, in the, the the learning and development space. But a, and I, I did, in a in a sense, gradually move into the more coaching coaching environment. But um, I, I, I found that it. You know, working with people one-on-one, -on -one, not having a, a set, let's call it curriculum, um, but guiding them and seeing that that literal, that light uh, come on 
that for me was more gratifying than um, just sitting with a, a whole lot of people in a classroom, um, which which I still appreciate and I still uh, I do get involved with that. But when you make a difference, especially when it's with someone who then has that then has a knock on effect um, within their business, within their life, within their family, etc., or whatever that may be, that was what really drew me to. Um, to to coaching and well, let's call it more broadly, um, you know, personal development or professional development. Um, but yeah, it was I suppose a quicker transition than uh, than 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 some other coaches. Um, and some coaches take a while to to find their their, their calling, I suppose, and some coaches. I may, uh, might might not even have found their calling by coaching. It may not be what they really are looking for, but you know it's part of their journey. So for me, it's really about helping what I like to term the underdog. And the underdog could be someone within an organization that doesn't have access. It could be the CEO who's just being undermined by their board or by uh, their shareholders. Um, but it's it's the person who wants to perform better, to produce better, um, and just doesn't have that tipping point moment. And they need a third party to to help them see the wood from the trees and not to give them the answer, like, like a mental wood, but to take them to the point where, aha, okay, this is how I'm going to strengthen that muscle um, and become the, the best that I can be. Yeah, so you mentioned uh, bringing coaching into places that don't necessarily have access, and I think that's a really great segue into um, the project that you're currently working on and, and yes. the platform that you're busy building, Elevate Pro. So in a nutshell, somebody who hasn't heard of it yet, what is it that you're busy creating? Um, let, let me give you a bit of context before, uh, before then. So seeing that the majority of people who, who have access to coaching are – um, in the upper echelons within business, uh, being charged anything from uh, quite a few hundred rands an hour all the way to tens of thousands of rands an hour, um, you know, and and being the sort of person who likes to serve the underdog as well, or as see them see them have their day. I kind of went on a mission to see how coaching can be made more accessible to. The broader populace, to the broader, the man, man and woman in in the workplace who who literally needs it, but may not have had all the opportunities. Um, and along the way, um, I met, uh, I was introduced to a company um, called AGW Insights, um, and their CEO, uh, his name is Russ Graham, and they had de- started developing that. They were quite quite a long way down the line with a tool called Elevate Pro that you just mentioned, which is, for all intents and purposes, a skills-based democratized coaching platform. Now, I know there's a lot of jargon there, so I'm just going to break that down. Um, but democratized, we basically meaning that entire workforces would have apps access to, to a variety of different types of coaching or formats of coaching in a way that allows it to, uh, coaching to become scalable 
to become still be affordable, actually far more affordable if you look at it on an hourly basis um, than uh, than one to one coaching, but also something that can then be quantifiable and and has a, a greater level of standardization. So I wouldn't want a person who is sitting at, in the C-suite to get superior level uh, coaching to a person who is maybe a call center agent, okay, in the lower echelons within the business. And we, we started having a, a lot of discussions about what this looked like, how, how this looked. And um, with the advent of, well, it's not the advent, but uh, with the the popularity of artificial intelligence and machine learning and machine learning already being employed in this platform, what it literally does is it uses neuroscience-based technology and, and research, over 30 years of research, rather than conventional personality assessments to first understand and get raw data on an individual. Once that raw data is um, is brought out, um, we then start looking at people on uh, on the basis of a blueprint of 32 attributes, all soft skills based, not technical. And we look at a variety of different um, subsets there. So some of the things we would look at were dynamism, how dynamic a person is, um, how open they are to things like change. Um, and how communicative they are. And those 32 attributes provide us with just what most people would look uh, would see from a personality assessment. But where the, the platform really becomes something completely and utterly different to anything else, uh, it's, not, it's not an assessment tool, is where the machine learning algorithm is based on work that, we, uh, that we've had uh, professional coaches from around the world spend with over 40,000 hours of coaching time actually developing what we call coachable moments. And then the machine learning algorithm then takes those coachable moments and applies them individually to to that, uh, that person who's completed the assessment. What that essentially means is we have hyper-personalized coaching to, uh, for a person that is completely available 365 days a year 24 7 the person is then able to understand their their own motivations their own learning styles their own basic communication leadership management styles what the challenges are that they would experience uh, at a very unique personal level what was the stresses would be and then a series of techniques strategies, um, and and suggestions, which would then allow them to work through the the challenges that they would be experiencing. Being someone who comes from a very human-based set of sciences in psychology, um, I, I was insistent that there has to be some kind of human element when a person hits that proverbial brick wall. So within that, what had already been built and what is continuously being updated as well is that whoever the person is, uh, irrespective of level, they now are able to access a, a warm-blooded coach, hopefully warm-blooded, um, exactly the same way that um, most other people are and in various formats. So 
It could be directly via the platform, via email, via WhatsApp, via um, some kind of chat messenger, or virtually, or actually organize face-to-face -face, uh, sessions. But now what, what the platform does is it gives us all that preliminary information and where the challenges really are. We can then hyper-target the, uh, whatever that coaching is to deliver not just um, assistance in, let's say, their management style or how they like to be managed or how they handle meetings, but we can then see what type of coach is, uh, is appropriate for the challenges that they're experiencing, what the particular issues are, and then we can address those issues far more uh, in a far more directed way and in a shorter space of time. So the person's not necessarily being coached for months on end. I love that you're bringing in the human element to the coaching as well, because with all the AI-assisted tools that we have nowadays, I feel like what it, they broadly do is help you with stuff that uh, can't be uh, can be replaced by humans to a degree. And then if you add expertise on top of that from actual people, like multiply those results dramatically. Just an example is with all the AI generated content that people are doing nowadays. Um, you can always tell if it's just an AI with zero oversight after the fact. What I'd be fascinated by is how humans will be able to actually use the analytics that you're busy generating from the Elevate Pro platform. So a lot of coaches obviously have their own personality tests. They've got a all their different ways of finding out more about their clients. But it looks like this platform is taking that to a degree that would be unfeasible for the, for most people to do, like the amount of information that you can gather from the clients. Am, am I understanding that correctly? If a coach is to use um, some kind of a personality assessment, um, and this is just me coming from a psychology background, are they actually trained to properly analyze it? Um, and that's the first question. Um, and there are several industries where personality assessments have been used um, to, to great success, but at the same time, it, it may also be marginalizing certain individuals within those sectors. And I'm not going to specifically mention that. And, um, and, and that's why I think, you know, any kind of assessment needs to be uh, utilized in a very responsible manner. What, what we're looking at as well is something that, is, that differs from personality assessments in a few ways. So firstly, a personality assessment, your personality can change literally from day to day. Your neural pathways, it's, it's highly unlikely that they will unless you have some kind of traumatic brain injury or a virus that affects the brain. There's a number of other ways um, as well, but essentially most of our the ways that we are um, have been defined from the time we were little kids, six to eight years old, maybe nine. And so the uh, the research that we have that that's been done into this assessment is pretty much based on some of the top neuroscientists, and we use that assessment to do two things really. First of all, it's it's to get people a little bit more engaged. It's not just about doing an assessment for the sake of assessment. And the reason that we have used this particular assessment is also it is less prone to bias. So 
I can alter my personality dependent on who I'm in front of because I can assume what they would like to see in me. I'm asking questions that are pretty, that, that seem pretty unobtrusive. So I'll ask a person, you reach for a door, what, what hand do you use? Okay, so I'm starting to look at things like brain dominance now. If I use my left hand, I'm genuinely going to be using my left hand to open it. Uh, the algorithm in there already starts seeing, okay, he's, uh, he's using the right side of his brain because it's contralateral, etc. What that then does is it gives us raw data, just much like a personality assessment would, um, against 32 attributes. So some of those are persuasiveness, how persuasive you are. Uh, are you inclined to be more introverted or extroverted? And I just want to be clear here that we, we're not looking for strengths and weaknesses like some other tests do. What we do is we look at it along a continuum, and the platform then allows us to use a baseline to compare a person against rather than a norm group so that we can say, would this person be suited to a particular role as defined by the company, not by society, Okay, in a particular company, okay, or an organization. And we can compare people according to a profile that they've essentially set because that is what they want within their culture, uh, their organizational culture. That raw data, um, anyone can look at, and, there are, and, and that is open to a, a level of subjectivity, I'll be honest with you. But what we have done is within that algorithm, it then transforms that information into the coachable moments that are appropriate for that person. So um, if I were doing a, a normal psychological uh, uh, personality report, there is a certain level of subjectivity that I would include for recommendations, etc. What we're looking at is standardizing that process using a, a, an algorithm which doesn't deviate. And based on the information which it has, it then takes that information and says, well, Jared is uh, the sort of person who in this particular situation in meetings mm, likes to know everyone that's in a meeting. Um, he would get nervous if we didn't have a proper agenda. And these are the ways that we can overcome that. And these are some strategies that we could use. So that's that's an example of how it's used. So we try and take the guesswork away. Um, and given that not every coach comes from a psychology background, many of them come from business, from commerce, and they and that provides a, a unique uh, idea of what. Um, against what they're supposed to be uh, providing their clients with. That's fantastic. But it doesn't mean that they necessarily are going to be analyzing uh, psychometric assessments or, or, uh, or data. So the, the tool guides them, and it requires less, re uh, less additional um, uh, accreditations, etc. So in some ways, the barrier to entry is lowered a little, but we also are very particular about who we work with, um, that they are seasoned business professionals and know exactly what it is that they are going to be coaching on and in their particular style. So I'd love to understand, uh, get a good visual of the user journey here. So could you help explain 
practically what it actually looks like. Company has now installed or has implemented Elevate Pro and the and the broader system. How does it actually work on the floor? Okay, so what we try and do is we we try and at every point try and add the, the human element, and obviously that becomes a, a that becomes a partially a decision by the the company and the scale of the um, of the implementation. First of all, it's a, it's a, it's completely web based. It's not app based. It's not. It doesn't need to be installed. It sits on secure servers, um, and the information that we we get from people, we try and keep it to an absolute minimum. So, um, for example, let's say we engage with a company, anything from ten uh, to thousands of people um, that they want to put on as users, a person would get an introductory email and they would be provided with um, there's three terms and conditions that they need to comply with so that it covers things like poppy and uh, um, any of the other aspects uh, overseas because this is an international tool. Once the person has gone into the landing page, they create their own password. It's their own unique password, not to be shared with anyone else, um, we do have the ability to override it if requested, but we don't know the person's password. Um, immediately then, the person is, uh, once they've uh, completed all of that, so it's essentially name, surname that we would need beforehand so that we and the email address uh, that we can invite them. And then what we get, uh, the person would, uh, would get, so Jared enrolls, and he gets a 77-question um, assessment. Okay? It's actually quite fun, and we've got some really interesting stuff that in there. The per, uh, they would complete it, and then we get a notification that, uh, that that has been completed. Now, this is without the human element. I'll show you how we bring the human element in as well. And... Um, once that is uh, that assessment is completed, we then schedule a time to complete a readback, which is our version of a feedback. Um, we prefer to do it uh, face-to-face so that we, we do gain some kind of rapport with the individual and we, we, we help them understand what their results, um, their core, the main results, actually involve. Um, where we add the human elements, and I'll come to the rest in a moment, where do we come to the, the human element is we, and we prefer to do it this way, is run mini workshops. So a, a couple of hours within a, within a group, um, first of all, um, so that they understand why they're going on this assessment, what it is and what it is not, okay? That it's not there for any espionage purposes from the company but so that the company itself will better be able to uh, understand how they, they, are, they can manage these people and how these, uh, how, how these people who are undergoing the assessment also um, can express themselves. So it's a two-way street, the information, obviously with all Poppy requirements as well. Uh, um, it also allows us to to gain more buy-in from the individual to use the uh, the platform on an ongoing basis, so they get the real value, which is the repeatability. Um, there's something in psychology called the recency effect. So, if I learn something 
um, I get to a point and then over time it declines. Now, if I start that process again, I start off at the higher base and I drop to, um, to a higher base and so on and so forth. So as I'm uh, gaining more understanding of myself and getting the skills that would be required to make my life easier, but also interact better with other people, which is really what coaching is about. Um, I'm, I'm actually practicing and I'm exercising those skills on an ongoing basis. The platform is then available to the individual within their time frame uh, that they've uh, that they've subscribed. It's usually twelve months. Um, we we sometimes do six or nine month subscriptions, um, and sometimes longer. But we like to work in conjunction with the um, the human resources department and possibly even the operations departments within businesses, so that this forms part of their natural um, their KPIs, their performance management system, etc. So it, it ensures the use, but it ensures the success of the person as well. That's essentially the the journey. We we try not to make it too complicated okay and then if a company wants to reach out to you guys and start implementing it like what's the kind of rollout plan and if they want to get involved with you how do they do so it's as simple as an email um we like to um we like to make sure first of all that it's being used it's the appropriate tool or the appropriate solution for what their challenge may be um uh, they welcome to to contact me. Uh, so, can I give my email address and uh, contact details? For sure. So, my email address is Jared J A R E D at eq hyphen coaching pro dot com, and my phone number uh, plus two seven. It's the South African dialing code zero eight three. Four zero seven four eight nine four. Um, I like to engage directly with uh, with the appropriate people, uh, whether they are coaches, operations uh, directors, uh, HR people, training people, and to 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 really make sure that the solution is doing what it needs to do for their purposes. Um, so yeah, that's how, that's how they can contact me and. Um, we take it from there. Thank you so much for your time, Jared. I'm going to be putting all the links uh, in the description. So if anybody's listening right now and thinks that either their company could benefit from this or they know somebody who uh, should be should be reading up about this, uh, please check out the links in the description. Jared, thank you so much for your time. Thanks so much. I appreciate it, Ethan. If you've been thinking about starting a podcast but don't really know where to start, go to our website, baird.media. That's B-A-I-R-D dot media. You can find the book, Become a Podmaster, everything you need to know to master the art of podcasting. And you can also sign up to one of our mentorship programs where we help you figure out, develop and produce your show from start to finish.